what it is, what it do, and welcome to Kick Back with the Robinsons, where we invite you, an occasional guest, to chill with us and discuss relationships, from how to find them to how to keep them and all the strange things to come with them. I'm one of your hosts, Ron, and I'm joined by our beautiful wife, Elena. What's up, everybody? Yes, indeed. And in today's episode, it's going to be about availability. That's right, making yourself available. But before we get into it, though, you know what time it is, right? It's a kickback, so we got to turn up. So whether a glass or a flask, let's show some class and toast to positivity. Welcome to the kickback. We're back, we're back, we're back. First and foremost, before we get started, we want to send out a very special thank you to Deborah. If you do remember Deborah from the last episode, if you don't remember Deborah from the last episode, that means you haven't listened. So you should go check that out. Deborah has a great story and she's a very strong person. And we would just want to send a great, humongous thank you again for Deborah. She did send us another voicemail letting us know um, that she appreciated the advice. And uh, she also shared our content on Facebook and things like that. So that was a great thing. Thank you, Deborah, for that. Yes, Deborah, thank you so much for calling back. We really do appreciate it and hope you're doing well. Absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of the topic of availability for this show, we have a voicemail that will tie in really well with that. So we're going to insert that into this episode. and We're going to talk about it. So without any further ado, let's go on ahead and drop that voicemail. Hi, I've been listening to your show, and I just wanted to call in to maybe get a little bit of advice. I am 49 years old and divorced. Me and my ex separated in 2013. Divorce became final in 2016. So I've been um, by myself for seven years, and I deliberately took the time that I needed for several years to heal from a lot that I went through in that marriage, a lot of infidelity, a lot of disrespect, but I took the time that I needed to heal, and now I'm ready to be in a new relationship. I would love to even be married again, but I'm just wondering, um, how do you go about making yourself available? I have a friend that, that tells me that I have to make myself available to meet someone, and I just don't know how to go about I don't know what that means. I don't know how to go about doing that. Um, I feel like it's easier to meet someone when you're younger rather than when you're 49 or 50 years old. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And I'm not the type. I don't go out clubbing and all this stuff. So I'm just wondering, you know, at my age, how do you meet someone? How do you make yourself available to meet someone? I'd love to get some feedback from you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And that's the message. And uh, I just want to give you a round of applause for that first and foremost for leaving us a voicemail and uh, sharing your opinion and it worked out perfectly for us today because today's episode as we said already is about availability one thing i can say is that first and foremost you have to start with i think mindset 
And I know that you say you've taken the time for yourself to heal from your previous relationship. And I understand how that goes. I'm divorced as well. So I know it does take some time for you to heal and get past whatever it was that created that situation in the beginning. But also know that you have to switch your mindset too, because when you're in a relationship for a long amount of time, one thing that you have to do is find a way to switch your mindset over to being single again. And that comes with, you know, making yourself available. And that's what it's all about. You have to actually get out there and put yourself in places and spaces to meet other people. Uh, You don't even necessarily have to be looking, but you have to be available for people that are looking for somebody like you. And in order to do that, you you have to get outside of the house. You have to do things outside of just the normal day-to-day routine. So I think that's the first place that I would like to start. Yeah, I agree. You, you, you're not going to find anyone just going to work and coming home every day and going to the grocery store. You have to actually get out there, spend time with friends, go to gatherings, go to public settings where there are going to be other people. Exactly. So we want to talk about that. Some places that you can actually go just to put some ideas in your head. And we all know that the normal places that we do go, we go to restaurants, we go to grocery stores, we go to church. Mm -hmm. If you have a dog, we walk out dogs. Those are the normal things that people do. And if you haven't found anyone there yet, then if you want to step outside of the box, we would recommend a few additional places. Like if you have a hobby, Mm -hmm. if you don't already have a hobby, you want to give yourself a hobby, such as bowling. Right, right. To the bowling alley, there are plenty of people there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I know she mentioned in her message that you know, she wasn't the type to go to clubs and things like that. Right. So, you know, a hobby is a great thing that you can find where it doesn't require that type of atmosphere. Right, exactly. And as far as the clubs, I um, I definitely don't think it's a good idea to try to find anything serious in a club setting anyway. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's not going to work. I agree. People are just going to the club to have fun, basically. There you go. Nothing serious. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I I love the idea of hobbies. I love the idea of of picking up something such as bowling, something such as some type of group, some type of meetup, something where you can get involved with other people. That's I think that's the biggest thing. Uh Uh-huh. You also want to make sure that your friends know that you are actually at a place where you are looking for people because you never know. Your friends might have coworkers, family members or friends where they're single as well and they might it might be a hookup. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And um, just touching on that note of friends and, and having people around you in your circle, you want to make sure that those friends are people that have your best interests in mind. Right. Basically, you want to make sure you have people that know you and know what you're looking for in a person. Exactly. So I think that's very important. And you don't want a huge group. You don't want a group of 10, 10, 10 ladies and a couple of guys. You know, you want you want just a small group, one or two of your closest friends that can help you find you a new man. Right. Yeah. You don't want to go tell everyone in the neighborhood, you know, just a few friends. Couple. Uh, <laughs> a few of your closest girlfriends. Exactly. Or if you have some guy friends, they might know someone as well. Um, and then stick, stick with the girls, though. <laughs> well, it might be some close guy friends that she may have and they yeah. have her best interests at heart. Yeah, but don't take them out with you, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not if you're looking for a man. You don't want to be out with men. Right. So basically, like, if you're going to 
a restaurant mm-hmm. and you go with a couple of your girlfriends, I think that's okay. Yeah, because that's I think you'll be more approachable if you're in a smaller crowd. Exactly. But if you're going to a social gathering, it doesn't have to be a small crowd. Yeah, that's a little right. different. That's so if you go different. to a social gathering where there are several people there, you have options. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, when it, when it comes to taking male friends, I think it can get a little tricky. Even in a uh, a social gathering, kind of want to make sure that they know somebody there so they're not like clung underneath that's you the true. whole time. People have perceptions that they pick up just from what they see. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we build opinions about things based on what we see. So, yeah, just kind of be a little leery if you do have guy friends and um other than that you know one or two close friends that are are, are women you know i think would be great right uh, another place you could try is you can try lounges yeah. like jazz lounges if you like jazz music or exactly. whatever type of music you like you know they have different types of lounges right um but that's a great idea too because it's not necessarily a bar or or a club. Right, well, it's right. not necessarily a, a club. It's not a club. But it does have a bar in there. But you know, you have the music to entertain you, and there's several people there, and everybody there is just you know there to mingle, mm-hmm. uh, get to know people. So I think that that's a good idea. I personally love that idea because, like you said, especially for her not being into clubs, mm-hmm. I think that the lounge is especially like a jazz lounge, a comedy, uh, you know, like an intimate setting, basically. Right. Something that, you know, is in a huge place. The main focus isn't like a lot of physical activity, dancing. Right, exactly. It's more relaxed and it's more mature. Yeah, and that could also be a hobby, you know. That's true. I mean, music. People love music, so music could be your hobby and jazz clubs could fall into that. Even something like um, poetry nights or Mm -hmm. uh, open mics and things like that. And these are things that I think are outside of the box that you may not have thought of before. And these are some things that I think you might actually find that you really enjoy. Right. Exactly. I think so, too. You know, it is exciting to um, go somewhere different from time to time. Exactly. Another option would be coffee shops. A lot of people don't think about coffee shops, but, you know, it's a lot to do there. They have several books to choose from. Um, Mm -hmm. They have you can take your laptop and just sit there and um, be working on your laptop. You never know. Men and women go to coffee shops. That's another alternative idea, such as like Barnes and Noble. Right. With the Starbucks in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can sip on your coffee. You can even take one of your girlfriends with you. Exactly. You know? And that's mm-hmm. the great thing, too, about places like Starbucks is that they have such a unique business model where they incorporate it inside of other places. So, you know, yeah, even true. like we have the Starbucks that's inside of the Target near us Mm -hmm. so you know even a place like that right could be something that you could find somebody that you wouldn't find otherwise Uh uh-huh and then another um idea would be art galleries definitely that's different definitely not saying you got to become an art art connoisseur or that you know you have to even buy any art you don't even have to buy art just to see the different types of art that's out there it's just beautiful to just walk through an art gallery and just look Exactly. And I think the thing that all of these things kind of have in common is one, they're intimate, relaxing settings. Yep. And they're not too much pressure on a person, especially one that is trying to ease back out into 
the single life again. You know, you're not just throwing yourself completely into the deep waters of whatever tomfoolery that's going on. Right. You know, in today's world, you're just kind of easing into it and you're doing it in an adult way, in a grown and sexy way. Exactly. And we can't go without saying there is the online dating. You know, we understand some people are not comfortable with that, but if you are, give it a shot. Yes. One thing I want to say about the online dating, I know we had an episode previously about online dating. One thing that I found out after we recorded that, and I didn't even think about it until, you know, we brought up the topic of what we wanted to talk about today with availability, was that you have places like meetup.com where it's more for finding people with likenesses that you enjoy, such as, you know, the same hobbies, or maybe you're interested in switching your career field. Well, they also have groups for people who are looking for relationships, you know, for people who are interested in doing things with singles that are single. So, you know, you have things like singles game night where you can do it and it's virtual. So you do it online. You don't have to really leave the comfort of your own home. You can kind of get to know a person. You have things like uh, Christian uh, speed dating. You can do that and it's virtual as well. So, you know, if you meet somebody in these settings, you can then transfer over to something such as a coffee shop or something to right. such as an art gallery or an open mic or a jazz lounge. So all of these things can kind of be used also a stepping stones as you progress through, you know, and get to know whoever the man is that you may find. Yeah, I agree with that. That is an option as well. So we also want to talk about impression. Now, we all know that first impression means a lot. Mm-hmm. It right. does. Exactly. So there's a certain way you want to go about as far as your look, your actions, your facial expressions. Exactly. So that you can make yourself to where a man will actually want to approach you. Yeah, sweatpants, Hello Kitty shirt is not <laughs> acceptable attire for flip flops. Yeah, you know, that is not acceptable attire. First impressions are so important because it is the presentation of you, so to speak. You want the man to be attracted to you. And that's men, when they initially meet you, that's the first thing that they're looking at. They're looking to see what you look like. Exactly. Okay. That's the first thing that's going to attract them. So, of course, you want to look good. You also want to appear inviting. As a man, I think one of the things that really shows inviting, if there is a visual of inviting, is a smile. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a smile, leading with a smile. I'm not saying that you have to be wherever you are, just walking around with this cringy grin on your face. But when you make eye contact with a person, flash a smile, show those pearly whites. Yeah, you don't want to walk around with a frown on your face because um, no man is going to want to approach you if you're just looking like you're mad all the time. Yeah. So definitely smile. Definitely engage in conversation if the man approaches you. Make sure that you seem fun. You don't want to seem boring. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You want to present yourself with a certain mystery to you. With a little mystique, so to speak. Speak on it, babe. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> make a man want to ask you questions and want to learn more about who you are to the point where he's willing to approach you and spark up a conversation with you or spark up some type of interaction with you to get to know you. So what your advice is, is basically you want to flirt a little bit. Exactly. Okay. Now, I can't speak personally 
on how to go about flirting for a woman, but I am really interested. We we know, know how to flirt. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what you have to say about we, it. We know how to flirt. We can't tell you all our secrets. We know how to flirt. I can't get like a little... No. No No, no we know how to flirt. But but what about we her? Know, she knows how to flirt. <laughs> she knows how to flirt. She is an experienced okay, woman. She knows okay. how to flirt. <laughs> well, I can say that eye contact leading into a smile, that's a go-to that right. I know for a fact as a man that's like, oh, hey, we got some attention. So mm-hmm. definitely start there. One more thing that I did want to ask, though, was when it comes to speaking about all of these places and how to make yourself available and how to make an impression, that first impression, even though some of the locations that we mentioned, such as, you know, your daily routine things, such as the grocery store and things like that, what would you suggest as far as attire for that? Because I think a lot of people just look at that as, you know, I'm just going to the grocery store. I can just throw my sweatpants. But I think it's also important to just keep in your mind what it is that you're after, like what your goal is. So I think you should approach that goal prepared. And I think prepared means also dressing up for those things. Right. Like, say, for instance, if you're going to the grocery store, you don't have to wear jogging pants and a headscarf. You know, right. you can you can put on a, a maxi dress. Right. And some that is. and some flats. Yeah. Uh, she knows what that is. Okay. But you can put on a maxi dress know. and some flats. I mean, that's much better than the jogging pants and the headscarf. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So those are some ideas. Those are some things that um, I think would kind of point you in the right direction. The main thing, I think, like I said, getting your mindset situated, preparing yourself to the realization of being single and what that requires and what that takes and what it, what the effort is that you need to put in in order to find a man. First impressions, showing yourself uh, as available in your actions and your way of dress and your mannerisms, you know, smiles, things of that nature, eye contact, you know, the flirting secrets that y'all have that I'm not privy to apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, doing all of those things and doing those things in combination. So keep all of that stuff on hand, use it, and I think you'll be okay. I think you'll find what you're looking for. Right. And we do understand that you're not just trying to find any man either. You know, all of us women, we can find a man. But what I think you're looking for is a good man. Yep. So to give you a great example of making yourself available, I think it'd be nice for us to just kind of go into how we met. Because I know for me, when I was in my divorce stage, it was... Not much that I was doing. I was basically, you know, I'd go to the grocery store, get some frozen meals, throw them in the cart, grab some water, some dog food, and I'm going home. And that was pretty much all I did. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, that's just all that I wanted to do for one. And it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, just gathering your thoughts, gathering yourself again. But I would never have found the special lady that, I found now with my wife had I stayed in that place. So the way this came about was actually just random. And it just goes to shows a lot of things uh, that we spoke about already in this podcast. One, I think is the mindset, how I had to change my mindset and get out. Two would be 
the incorporation of people who care about you, who want to see you do better and in a better place because, you know, people, your close people understand or recognize when you're not. For me, that came in the form of one of my people. They came, you know, asked me if I wanted to go out with them. Didn't really have anything in particular in mind. Just wanted to get me out of the house because I haven't, hadn't been out of the house in a while. And that led me to a bar in Charlotte, just a random bar I've never been to in Charlotte, a place that I rarely went because I've never been the type to uh, do the club scene and things like that. And it just so happened that was the first day that I met my wife. Right, exactly. And um, I personally would go to bars occasionally. And personally, I never met, before meeting my husband, I never met anyone serious in a bar. I met people, but no one that was actually serious. So he was actually the first person that I met at a bar that I can say that was worth it. Yeah, she thought I was a thug. I did not. Yes, you did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. At that point, I had my dreads, you know what I mean? And like I said, mentally, I was there physically, mentally. I was there too, but I wasn't looking for anything, you know? So it was more of a situation right. where, you know, I was just there, open to, you know, whatever. Right. And um, from that, it went into, you know, you interrogating me about several things <laughs> you know uh one which we still go back and forth about uh, the ring that i had on so i had a ring on my right hand it was a ring that you know i wore all the time of course i don't wear that anymore because that led to issues in the beginning so because it looked exactly like a wedding ring <laughs> a male <laughs> wedding ring so i don't know yeah. Uh, he had that on and he had it on his right hand instead of it. Did you have it on your left hand or no, right hand? it was on my right hand. Okay. He had it on the right hand instead of his left hand. So to me, it looked like he switched the, the ring to the other hand before he got in the bar. So I'm like, dude, you are married. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing though. Ladies, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're looking to see if a man has switched his ring from one finger to the other, look for the tan line. It's always a tan line. You can't wear that ring. If all the you time. do it often, there may not be a tan line. Yeah, well, you know, that's another story for another mm -hmm. day. But anyway, moving on past that ring situation. Mm, you gonna, brought it up. We're gonna we're gonna dig up some old bones on that one. <laughs> you brought it up. But yeah, so you know, and that was one of the things. And like I said, it, the conversation was really light. It was fun. So it just went from there. And from that situation, we actually went on and our groups actually kind of merged into one. We got together, you know, we hung out and then we move into the next stage. And this right here is to not only show how things may not go exactly or as you would like them to or the way that you imagine it in your head being a perfect situation, but. If you really think it's something worth fighting for and you enjoy what time you've spent with the person is worth giving another opportunity. And this particular part of the story, I'm just going to let my wife explain because we have some discrepancies when it comes to this part. No discrepancies. <laughs> so this is why I say communication is so important. It is so important because the day after we met, he texted me. 
And so, <laughs> so I responded back and he never responded back. Like if there was no conversation going and then there was no text saying if there was a conversation that was like, I said something to you. Ooh, no, you said something to me first. If y'all could see this look. I said I'm something getting... to you and then you said something brief to me. And then there was no other conversation because first of all, I'm not, you're not going to text me to death. I'm not going to be texting back and forth. What I was expecting was for him to pick the phone up and actually call me. Don't text me. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. He thought that it was better to text because we had just met. So, you know, we did, we had a difference of opinion on that. And so when we met again, that is when I told him, because he started texting me again, like going back and forth. I told him, I said, look, I'm not texting you back and forth all night. You know, you're going to need to pick the phone up and call me. So that's when he actually picked the phone up and called. And we talked, actually talked for five hours. But the point is, you know, um, it's good to communicate and let that person know what you're expecting. Because um, me and him, we didn't speak for like a month. After that first communication, it was more like I, two. It was two months. It was close. No, it was December and then yeah, January. It, it was Jan only one month. It skipped January. Oh, February. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was like a month and a half. There you go. It was like a month and a half. But yeah, I, I was not going to be texting back and forth like, I'm over 30. I'm not, <laughs> you're not going to be texting <laughs> me to death. So yeah, that we had uh, communication is important because I think. The first time I should have just told him, look, you texting me too much. Are you going to call or what? Or do I need to call you or just call me when you have some time mm -hmm. versus me just never communicating anymore with him or no, never responding back? I got to interject. I want to mm -hmm. cut in. Mm -hmm. That ain't what she said. She what said, I, I just want you to know that I don't like having long conversations through text message. And I said, well. That's all you had to say and call immediately. You know what I mean? Like, right. I that chose, was the second time. That was you the said second that, time. Yeah. I should have said that to you the first time. Exactly. So, so but I was, was over it because I had just met you. I went, I, I mean, you know, I went tripping or nothing. I was like, okay, he just, he just want to text. So, all right then. But see, but see, this is why I say it's important to remain available. If you're available, show that you're available, remain available. Because you could have missed out on a good man. Yeah. The next time I saw you, you did apologize. <laughs> exactly. And mm -hmm. I did that face to face. And I think that was a very important thing to do that face to face because, you know, we I had agree. a little mis miscommunication there in the beginning. But we worked it out. We worked now. it out. Yes. Won't he do it? He will. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> so that was kind of like our story in the beginning. And that just shows, you know, availability. In its rawest form and being natural, you know, because I'm a big proponent on things being natural. I love natural, letting God work, letting life happen, letting the universe speak to you, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. And I think that that's our story shows that. So, like mm -hmm. I said, all the things we said previously, talking about availability for our caller, as well as, you know, our story also for an example of availability and what it means to be available and what it looks like. It's not always obvious either. Exactly. So, you know, you just have to be open to that thing. Mm -hmm. But that wraps up our tales of availability. Yes. It's been a fun one. I've enjoyed this episode. Yes. 
don't really have. But we're going to get on up out of here. Nah, I'm just kidding with you. Not yet. Not yet. Don't do you it. Know, you know I got to kick it over to my baby so she can drop the mic with some positivity. Yes. Thank you, honey. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. But is it always obvious? Sometimes we will find love in the strangest places or places that we've been to so many times before. Be open to love because love is beautiful. And when it's right, it's forever. Uh, That's what you call poetry. (laughs) That's poetry right there. You hear what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to love it. You got to love it. Oh, man. But that's been the show right there, y'all. We thank you for coming through. It's been enjoyable. We love you. Yes, we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. But you already know, though, <laughs> it's a kickback, but it can't last forever. And you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Deuces. Bye, everyone. Bye.